is Upon Further Review. Bulls play-by-play man Jim Lauk joins Derek Sharp to break down last week's game. And he's going all the way to the end zone. With extended highlights of all the key moments. Without further ado, it's Upon Further Review. And in this 2023 season, an expanded version of Upon Further Review. I figured why limit ourselves to a 15 or 20 minute window when the highlights merit and there's certainly going to be lots of moments from the season opener Bulls against Western Kentucky. Jim Lauk was there, of course, as part of our Bulls Unlimited broadcast and a lot to get to, a lot to endure just even before the kickoff that we won't share here, folks. Jim and crew had to lug it to the press box because they found out on Saturday morning there was no working elevator at the time anyway, but Speaking of getting to work, Alex Skolish and the Bulls have been doing a lot this offseason. I know we were all curious to see how it would look on the field. A lot of positives, some moments that I think if they go a different direction, maybe the score line is a little bit different. But nonetheless, you were there, Jim. That's why I want to always include you on upon further review. What was your outlook going into this one? I've come to really enjoy game one of every season, Derek, because at least you start to get some answers. You sure don't get them all, but we've had so many questions about this South Florida team. It has been such a massive overhaul, and it's so much different than it was back last November when the Bulls played their last time on the field in game action. You see these guys uh, in the building, you see them on the practice field, But it really struck me uh, on the airplane on the way to this game to look around and just look at all the new faces, players, coaches, administrators, so many people getting ready for their first South Florida football game. And it really underscores, I think, the, the challenge of a complete overhaul like this. It's hard to put everything together and make it click right off the bat. I think the Bulls have made a lot of progress in a lot of areas, but keep in mind as this season goes on, these are major, major changes, and it may take a little while for things to work out the way all Bulls fans want them to work out. The other question we had, obviously, coming into this game, who was going to be the quarterback? And it turned out to be Byron Brown. We found out about 90 minutes before the game. We kind of had suspected that just from watching practice. He'd been getting a lot of reps. Gary Bohannon hadn't been throwing very much, still dealing with some shoulder injuries uh, in that game against Tulane last year. So Brown gets the call, and he's been around a while for the Bulls, but it's easy to forget, too, that he hasn't played a lot. This was just his third career start, had two more games where he made a brief appearance, but this is a young guy. He hasn't turned 19 years old yet, and he got the call and uh, provided a lot of thrills for Bulls fans in this game one against Western Kentucky. It's not the easiest place to get to. You can't fly there. The airport's not very big, so the Bulls flew into Nashville and then had to do about an hour and a half bus ride to get up to Bowling Green. And they were greeted with Florida-like weather, sunny and hot. It felt just like summer in Florida there. 
fairly small stadium, probably the smallest the Bulls will play in this year. Seats about 22,000. They had about 15K there for the game. But a good college football atmosphere, and it was just great to finally be on the field and competing again in week one. And we heard about the pace of the offense, and it was at a very likable pace to start things off. First quarter was eventful. Here are your first quarter extended highlights upon further review. Ready to go. The 27th season of South Florida football is underway. First and 10 bulls on the 25-yard line. Atkins in motion. Hand off to right. Gets through the line of scrimmage. Has a good gain on first down. And the Bulls' pace on offense has been as advertised so far. They've been quick to the line. Very quick to the line. Again, this is going to be one of those fast-paced games. But let's talk about Naquan Wright. Now, Naquan, he's class of 2019. Out of Carroll City. Was a very popular guy coming out of uh, high school. Obviously went to Florida before he came here to USF. And he's one of those guys where he's in every down back. He can get out and he can catch the ball. This is a power formation. Pitch left, right, has the edge, has the first down into Western Kentucky territory. And the Bulls get their second first down of this opening drive. That's a 14-yard pickup, first and 10. This has been impressive so far. Fourth down and one at the five. Naquan Wright will be the running back. Bulls need almost a full yard here. Wright on the left side. Brown, keeper, touchdown Bulls. Five yards, touchdown South Florida. Byron Brown had the option to pitch it to Wright if he chose to, but he kept it cut it a little bit inside, and it went in almost untouched for South Florida's first touchdown of 2023. With that play, Jim, what Byron Brown did is put the remaining 11 teams on this schedule on alert that he's a quarterback that can threaten you with his legs. I guarantee you that at all times they're going to have a guy accounting for Byron Brown because of what he can do with his legs. Great decision-making by him. This guy's going to lead this team to success. Three wide receivers running back left side. The Bulls go with seven DBs. Reed cranking it up, and it's blocked at the line of scrimmage. It's fourth down, and the Hilltoppers are going to have to punt. It was actually number five. I believe that's Tramel Logan. Logan. He's yeah. made a number switch this year. And it's no secret to the value that this guy brings to this unit. Um, but you just saw a different, different defensive unit uh, go on the field than what we've seen in the past. These guys were very energetic. These guys are getting out after the ball. They're, you see them coming out of the stack. The ball's on the perimeters. Guys are running. Really good signs to start this game for USF. Brown looking to throw. Has some pressure, and he's picked off by the Hilltoppers at the 40-yard line. They had 19 interceptions last year. That's their first of this year. Desmond Baker, defensive back, cut in front of the receiver. Brown was facing some pressure, and the Hilltoppers have their first takeaway. They'll have the ball on their own 47. Here's a throw by Reed over the middle. Got his man deep into South Florida territory to the 15-yard line. That's Malachi Corley. He had 11 touchdowns last year, and he almost got one there. The Bulls finally corralled him at the South Florida 15. First and goal from the two here is Irvin Poindexter, and he is in for a touchdown. Two yards, 
Davion Irvin Poindexter ran for 525 last year. And he makes it a 7-6 game. Again, pressure. Brown chased out of the pocket. Throws, and it's incomplete. Atkins with a diving effort along the near sideline. I think he would have been short of the sticks. But again, we're starting to see Western Kentucky get a pretty good push defensively, and they're making Brown scramble a little bit. And the throw across over the middle is incomplete, broken up by the Bulls, and that's going to set up third down. Jalen Stokes breaking that up. Yeah, with confidence, though, Jim, right? Confidence, attitude, swagger. I mean, he came and he lowered his shoulder right into the number two receiver. Third and nine from the 31. Reed to throw. Has time. Pass deflected and incomplete. The former wide receiver makes the play there. Logan Berryhill. How many times have we said it, Sam? You got to get off the field on third down. Well, the Bulls are doing that today. Yeah, they got off the field, Jim. And again, these guys just have a different presence. The pressure on Byron Brown has been a story in this first quarter. He's going to throw long here, and he's got a man. It's caught by Chaffrey Brown, and Brown is going to go all the way. That's six for the Bulls. Touchdown, South Florida. They take the lead on Western Kentucky. 84 <laughs> yards yeah. on the play. Well, I can tell you this. Chaffrey Brown got on top of that guy got vertical, and he was gone. Nobody had a chance of catching him. It was him in the end zone. Great ball by Byron Brown. Great start to this season for this USF team. Brown to throw under pressure again, and he'll be sacked back at the 15-yard line. That'll be a loss of five. It's the second sack of the day for the Hilltoppers. Now Brown checking with the sideline here. Plenty of time on the play clock. And he takes the snap, hands it off to right, and he's got room on the left side. He's got a first down and more past the 30 to about the 34-yard line, make it the 35. That's another long run for Naquan Wright and another first down for the Bulls. Yeah, Naquan Wright, he's in his bag. He's having his way, whatever they like to say, but he's, he's structured to have a really great day-to-day -day on the ground, Jim. Bulls look like they're going here from their own 43, fourth and two. Brown over center, pitch right to Dukes. First down, Bulls. Got about four on the right side. Bulls two for two on fourth down plays today. You know, with much respect to the game, I can tell you and I can admit it now, but hey, when I played against those teams who were so fast that you had, n you, in between every play, I had my hands on my hips. I was gasping for air. So sometimes when these guys go down, you just got to challenge yourself to watch the reason they go down. Sometimes these guys are going down because they're winded, they can't breathe, and they need to give their team a shot to catch up. Third down and two from the Bulls, 45. Brown checking with the sideline, direct snap to Dukes, and he's got the first down and more. He breaks into the secondary and gets dragged down inside the 25 of Western Kentucky. Byron Brown was looking everywhere except the ball, deceiving the defense, and they snapped it to Dukes for the first down. Dukes got 22 on the carry. It really seems like USF is winning the mind game between the two teams right now. They have Western Kentucky on their heels and the reason why that play was so successful is because half of the Western Kentucky defense 
they weren't even looking at the ball being snapped. A good first 15 minutes for South Florida. I'd say so, Jim. Great calls. Great to hear you and Sam back together. 242 yards in that quarter to just 63 for Western Kentucky. But you knew both things in this case would probably take place, and that would be the Hilltoppers would answer back. They were a nine-win team the last two years, a bowl winner three of the last four seasons, and picked to win the Conference USA. What's a little disappointing, you will only hear one first down in this second quarter, is that the pace of the offense slowed down. And give Alex Golish some credit. He even said on his Tuesday press conference that when it was 17-7 Bulls, they had a couple of chances, namely with the ball, to administer a knockout blow and couldn't do it. So you know, here's some more great defensive work. Four three-and-outs forced in the first half among the five stops. As we know, there were games last year where five stops didn't happen. But not enough offense, and certainly Western Kentucky able to tie the game. Here are your second-quarter extended highlights. John Cannon connects on his first South Florida field goal, 37 yards. Cannon is going to be the intermediate guy this year. They may use some different personnel on long field goals, but when called upon from 37, he drives it through. 13 plays, 62 yards, 3 minutes and 58 seconds, the scoring drive for the Bulls. And it's South Florida's first two-score lead at 17-7. And the Hilltoppers will go for it from their own 47-yard line. Running back on the left side, Reed has the ball. Straight drop, throws, and broken up by the Bulls. It's Barry Hill knocking it away from Dalvin Smith. And the Bulls are going to take over on downs. Nice ball tracking by Logan Berryhill. That is a very mature decision by a defensive back because sometimes going for the interception could cause you to miss the ball in general. And next thing you know, the receiver is walking down the, the sideline. So he made a very conservative choice, broke up the pass. Now they get to put their offense on the field. Great job. So now 41 yards from the far hash mark for Carnero. Has the distance and drives it through. So Western Kentucky is back to within seven. Left-footed kicker, gets a lot of air under this one. Atkins takes it at the 20 and gets nailed immediately. The hit by Easton Messer, a wide receiver. To be quite honest with you, a big hit on a punt return is probably the easiest play in college football. I mean, my gosh, the guy has his head in the air. He's trying to catch a ball that's falling from 100 feet in the air. He did a great job catching that ball because had he not caught it, that ball probably would have rolled in, inside the 10. So we don't count those hits over in Tampa. They can celebrate them here, but we won't count them. Empty backfield. Reed to throw. Dumps it off. It is dropped, knocked away by the Bulls. Solid hit by T-Mac Simpson, and it's fourth down coming up. Again, Jim, attitude, right? Attitude. And again, the first day I met Coach Todd Orlando, you could tell he was a guy who wanted to make sure his guys had the right mindset. At the very least, you're going to run to the ball. At the very least, you're going to tackle like you care about it. And I've seen that out of this defensive unit. And the Hilltoppers on the march now. First and 10 from the South Florida 16-yard line. Step the running back on the right side. They fake to him. They fake the end around. Reed rolling right. He'll keep to the 10 to the 5. Diving for the pylon. And no touchdown signal yet. Let's see. There it is. Touchdown Western Kentucky. 
Big play here. Bulls need a first down. It's Brown with a keeper, and he's got a lot of room left side. He'll slide down at the 40 with a Bulls first down. Boy, they gave him a terrible spot on the 37, but still enough for the first down. Now Brown to throw, stepping up, dumps it off, misses right, and a flag comes down. Personal foul. Hands in the face. Number 73. 15-yard penalty. Remains first down. Desmond Jennings, so now it'll be first and 25. Great punt by Andrew Stokes and big-time coverage by the Bulls. And the Hilltoppers are going to get this ball inside their 15-yard line. That looked like Matthew Hill back there on the tackle. And it's going to be a long field for the Hilltoppers, 55 yards on the punt. And the Hilltoppers already heading toward the locker room. And here's another question we had. If the Bulls won the coin toss, would they kick or receive? I had a feeling they were going to take the football. We'll ask Coach uh, as the days goes on just out of curiosity, but it turned out to be not an issue because Western Kentucky won the coin toss. They might have played into the Bulls' hands a little bit by deferring to the second half and giving the Bulls the ball to start the game. And what a first drive it was. They really got the running game cranked up early. Naquan Wright was terrific. Brown ran the ball extremely well, and the Bulls just marched it down the field and took a 7 to nothing lead. That first quarter, and really uh, a little bit into the second quarter as well, was so encouraging. The defense got a couple of third down stops, got off the field at, uh, at the time they needed to. They batted down a couple of passes. I thought they really had Austin Reed off stride, and this is a guy who threw 40 touchdown passes and completed 65% of his passes a year ago. Bulls eventually got out to a 17-7 lead. What a big play, 84 yards, Brown to Brown, Byram to Chaffre, and that turned out to be the sixth longest pass in Bulls history. So all things were clicking for the Bulls. The running game was there, explosive plays, the defense getting stops, and all of a sudden it's 17-7 South Florida. You knew Western Kentucky was going to come back, though. They won nine games last year. They scored 40 points a game. They had over 500 yards a game on offense in 2022. And they figured things out, as you thought they would. Austin Reed uh, got heated up a little bit. They scored 10 unanswered, tied it up at 17. But going into the break at halftime, you had to feel really good. The Bulls had lost their momentum. Western Kentucky was on a little bit of a roll. But South Florida had shown a lot of good things. Progress on defense. Really, really strong running game offensively. They had 242 yards of offense in the first quarter in this game. So things were clicking. Going into halftime, the question was, could the Bulls maintain it knowing that this veteran Western Kentucky team could come back at any time? And they would get the ball to start off the second half, and it worked out for them as well. The Bulls had to turn into the comeback team, had a couple of good responses, one that looked like it was going to have some special moments leading up to, among our third quarter highlights, yet again, more important defensive moments. A lot went on in the third stands, including 
more reviews. This game took four hours. Don't worry. I know the show is called Upon Further Review, but we're not going to review all the reviews because it would take a whole hour to do that. Here's what actually happened between whistles. Second and five. Now they flare it out to the right and getting free down the sideline and going all the way to the end zone for a touchdown is Dalvin Smith. Just a simple play out to the flat, but they broke it big, and Western Kentucky leads for the first time today. Brown will run, designed run, takes it up the middle, has a good gain. He's going to pick up 11. That'll make it second down and four. Brown now with 44 yards rushing and running it again. Got the first down, slides down at the 45, and the Bulls will move the chains. Brown to throw, a lot of time out into the flat. It's caught by Atkins. He breaks a tackle, gets inside the 40, and down to the 37-yard line of Western Kentucky. First down, Bulls. 15 yards on that play, and a hilltopper is shaken up. Sam, I sense distrust on your part. Yeah, I don't buy it. <laughs> you know what? It's easy for me to sit up here in the booth and say it, but at the end of the day, this is a young guy who's out there trying his best, and let's just hope that he's okay. You got to find out who your guys are, and you got to win a game all in the same <laughs> all in the same 60 minutes, and I think so far Coach Golish has done that. They got to sustain the drive, so they definitely have switched it up, and they're sustaining this drive. Right, the running back. Brown, a keeper, he's got room, he breaks into the secondary, and he will score. Byron Brown with a touchdown run for the Bulls. Byron Brown has now run for 90 yards and two touchdowns. The game is tied. 10-11 to go third quarter, Bulls and Hilltoppers 24 apiece, and it's first and 25. Straight drop. Pressure coming, steps up, throws long downfield, got a man, and that will be a touchdown for Western Kentucky. Beautiful throw by Reed, and the Hilltoppers take the lead back on South Florida. Yeah, and that was just a good on good play, Jim. I mean, whenever you're a receiver, if you can stack a guy, which basically means you're lying in, t in front of the guy, you're in great position for an inside or outside stem, or just a clean vertical catch in. Although it was contested, he just made a clean catch and a very competitive catch. He deserved that touchdown. So Western Kentucky back in the lead. 8.03 to go third quarter, 31-24 Hilltoppers. Third down and three from the Bulls 42. Brown drops the snap, makes one man miss, fighting for the first down. Wow. And he might have got it. He got a push from behind. And we'll see, the spot would give him the first down. Boy, that play was off the rails yeah. from the beginning, and somehow <laughs> the Bulls convert a third and three. It's fourth and two, and the Bulls going right to the play. Here's a pitch left side, and Wright gets stopped behind the line of scrimmage, and Western Kentucky will take over on down. 3.20 to go, third quarter. Running back left side. It's a pitch, they run the jet sweep to the left, and a nice job by the Bulls defensively. Jalen Schuler able to track down KD Hutchinson right near the line of scrimmage. It'll be second and long. You just clearly see why Jalen Schuler is the guy starting alongside DJ Gordon. Third and 11, throw over the middle, it's caught, but the tackle well short of the first down. 
It's fourth and eight, and that'll bring on the punt unit. That's a big stop Huge for stop. this South Florida defense. Huge. It's third down and one. Bulls in a hurry. They snap it. It's Brown keeping it, trying the left side. He's got the first down, breaks through a couple tackles, and is finally pushed out of bounds near midfield. Brown has his 100 yards rushing. The Bulls have a first down right at the 50-yard line. Had to include Sam Barrington's very forthright commentary. Sam was on fire on this game about the cramping of Western Kentucky. And yeah, that is, in all seriousness, going to be something that the Bulls have to keep an eye out for, I guess, opponents will do whatever. And to be fair, it was a hot day, right, Joey Johnston? Joey, cramps may be starting to take over on this warm day. Yeah, and maybe for me too. Um, <laughs> I may be falling out soon. It is, it, you know, we've had the hottest summer, I think, in Tampa history. I grew up in Tampa, and I came to this game thinking, how hot could this be? It's pretty hot down here. It's it's darn hot. It's in the 90s, and the sun is relentless, and it's, it's going to take its toll. So I think we'll see this in the fourth quarter as well. This is like a survival of the fittest now. And who knows if at the end that might have had something to do with the Bulls sort of falling out of contention. Western Kentucky certainly deserves some credit, as you're going to hear a very, very pivotal sequence where sure looked like the Bulls were going to tie it on two occasions. And then, as once again, the Bulls' defense had been forcing three and outs two in a row with Western Kentucky up seven, and it looked like it was going to be three in a row, but the Hilltoppers started a string of conversions that really led to them being able to salt it away. Final score a little misleading, so fourth quarter highlights over the next four minutes, then we'll get the thoughts of Jim Lauk. Third down and nine, straight drop by Brown. Pressure coming, fires, it's caught by Atkins. He's near the sticks. They're going to mark him a yard short at the Western 41. So again, no hesitation. The Bulls will go for it on fourth down. They're three out of four today, and I think they're four out of five now. Looks like they got it on a run up the middle by Byron Brown. Powell has gotten a lot of time in this second half. They fake to him this time. Brown to throw it long. He's got Atkins wide open, and he overthrows him in the end zone. Boy, Atkins really broke free, but... It'll be third down. Yeah, just a little too excited in the pocket. And he just he just put too much under that ball. And again, you hate that you miss those throws. It's to this drive that Brian Brown has missed. So he'll get another opportunity, but he has to find those guys. The game is sitting on his shoulders right now. And it would be an absolute tragedy if he's played so well today, but he can't make those throws to put his team back in the end zone. K1 Powell, the running back. He gets the carry, he breaks into the secondary to the 20 and down near the 15-yard line. They're going to mark it at the 14. That's a big gain for him. First down for the Bulls, 20 yards on the carry. Just inside the five, first and goal. Bulls trailing 31 to 24. Brown to throw, under pressure, picked off in the end zone. Taken away by the Hilltoppers back out to the 30-yard line and a critical mistake. Aaron Key, linebacker, makes the pick in the end zone for the Hilltoppers. And it all comes with growing pains for Byron Brown. I mean, you talk about the guy's escapability, it's there. You know, you talk about the guy's confidence and decision-making, it's there. But sometimes you have to know when to concede. And basically, 
take a loss that play because you're in great position. You still got an opportunity to go and score. Third down and long. Running back left side. Here's Reed rolling out to the right. He's going to have room to run. He'll keep it diving for the first down, and they give him the spot. He gets 10 first down at the 23. So a 10-yard pickup on the scramble. Third and three. Bulls trying to get the ball back here. Time down to 7.45 to go. They snap it in time. Reed chased out, running to the right. Pulls up, throws, caught, first down. Blue Smith in South Florida territory from the Bulls 47. Bulls really need a third down stop here. 525 to go. Reed will throw. Pressure coming. He unloads. He's got his man. First down. Hutchinson will get inside the 30 to the 28-yard line. And the Hilltoppers making plays on third down. Yeah. 42-yard attempt from the far hash mark. Kick is up and right down the middle. So it's a two-score game. Bulls have their work cut out for them with three minutes and 19 seconds to go. And it's first and 10 for the Bulls. Now Brown to throw. Under pressure, sack, ball taken away, and this will be a touchdown for Western Kentucky. The ball stripped and carried into the end zone for a score by Jaquez Evans, linebacker. And now it's out of control a little bit for the Bulls at 40 to 24. And he's gonna be sacked again on third and 18. This time back at the 25 yard line and that will be the final play of this game. Bulls start fast, but Western Kentucky closes strong. Final score, Hilltoppers 41, South Florida 24. You look at 41 points and you think, how good did we really do defensively? But keep in mind that last touchdown came with the Bulls' defense on the sidelines as Western Kentucky got the turnover for the score. I think this South Florida defense made a lot of strides in this game. A lot of work left to be done, that goes without saying. But I really like their aggressiveness. They tackled well for the most part in the open field and a lot of things to build upon as this season goes on. Offensively, you got to love the run game. There's no question about that. Pass protection needs a little bit of work. Five sacks in this game. I think Byron Brown can help that a little bit uh, with his decision-making in the pocket, but they still have to protect him better. Between the hits he took on the sacks and then the hits he took running for more than 150 yards, that's a lot of punishment. I'm not sure they want him to to absorb that much every single week as the year went on. So a lot of work to be done, but certainly positives defined in week one. Now we'll see if they can build on it, try to get a little better each week. Final thought from Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers mascot, still pretty strange. On to week two now, and it's going to be the Bulls versus Florida A&M. Rattlers won a lot of games last year. Don't get caught up in FBS versus FCS on this matchup. 
The Rattlers are going to give the Bulls a lot of challenges in this game on Saturday night. It's the first of three in a row at home. Of course, the big marquee game of the year, Alabama, coming up in a little over a week. But the Bulls will go one at a time here, making sure they take care of business against Florida A&M. And we can't wait to see you at Raymond James Stadium. First time this year, 7 o'clock kickoff on Saturday for the Bulls and Florida A&M. Jim, this was a really, really good performance. Until you mentioned that Western Kentucky's mascot, the Hilltopper, is strange. I mean, yeah, you're right. He is kind of strange. I just compare bad mascots or... I put mascots in less than fair lights when they're scary, like the Wichita State Shocker, but I guess that is neither here nor there. As we said, a lot of positive, a lot of stuff to work on. I think Byron Brown absolutely embodies that. His running numbers were just insane, and you can't undersell 25 carries for 160 yards and two scores. And on the other side, 15 of 34 for 166 yards, the two picks through the air. I did include that Sean Atkins overthrow, as open as you could be, and the game is tied, and everybody knows that. I'm not just breaking that news to anybody, but the point is the plays are there, and I think, especially if you heard what Coach Golich had to say about his quarterback after the game, that he has full faith that those plays will start to get made. And a play that definitely won't show up in the stat sheet actually got some running yards for it, but end of the first half, WKU had all the momentum. The Bulls only had the one first down in the entire quarter, and they were going to punting the ball regardless but the hilltoppers had used their last time out with about a minute and a half to go so the bulls did the right thing they didn't throw the ball away and brown was actually headed out of bounds on a scramble play and western kentucky wanted to push him out of bounds which would have been perfect the clock would have stopped with 125 left in the half instead he forced his way back in doesn't seem like a big deal right oh yeah it's a big deal instead of getting the ball with about 115 to go in your own territory. The Bulls basically ran 50 seconds off the clock, and with the Andrew Stokes boomer of a punt as he averaged almost 50 yards across six punts, led to the end of the first half, and just wanted to point that out because certainly there were some plays that could have gone better, but lots that went well on both sides of the ball. Bulls outgained Western Kentucky 540 to 465 yards in this contest, incidentally, and until those three straight third down conversions on the field goal drive for Western Kentucky. They were just three for 12. That is tremendous work by Todd Orlando's group. So it's Florida A&M, as you heard Jim mention, coming to town. Make sure you tune in at five o'clock and next week you'll be able to hear us review it. That's why we call it upon further review. Thanks for listening. For Jim Lauk, I'm Derek Sharp. This is Bulls Unlimited.